make it a reinforcement factor. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, in, in, in just to give a little bit more of a bio lesson, like if you always have elevated blood glucose, that ends up uh, being type 2 diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, if you're always elevating your blood glucose and your insulin response gets mitigated, like insulin is the main hormone that pulls in sugar into your cells. So as you always have more and more glucose, you need more and more insulin, you have this like really negative feedback loop. So stupid question considering your audience. <laughs> so how do I get started continuously monitoring this? Yes. So um, there's a couple of different ways to do it. So you can either do blood pricks, which I was just actually doing earlier today. To, you just pull blood. It doesn't hurt that much, but it's annoying to do. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people in WeFast and, and, and perhaps listeners out there have started using continuous glucose monitors. And I think it's actually been pretty popular in Silicon Valley now, where I know like Vinod Kosla wears one. I know like a lot of, I think Patrick Collison wears one from Stripe. Um, you just go to Amazon. Well, well, so it's, it's actually kind of tricky. So in the United States, it's a considered a medical device. So you need a doctor or, uh, and, and we have doctors on our team to like, actually just like basically. Do you have doctors who can prescribe them? Probably. Yeah. We should talk <laughs> about it offline and we, we can get you hooked up with one so you can, you can get one and then you just install it. It's on your arm for two weeks and you have a little sensor and you just go pull it up and you just reach your blood glucose immediately which is awesome cool or you can do what we initially started doing which was uh in europe uh it's not considered like uh like a controlled medical device you can just like gray market buy them through ebay and other mm. channels so you know you can you can try all those different routes i mean i think that moving forward it'll be like just part of daily human yeah yeah like I think if in tech, right, it's all about like making data more and more transparent. And I think like why isn't data on human bodies more, Is there more transparent? Data related to the nootropics that people take that not even not not I mean it doesn't have to be specific, but something to show some notice of the progress. Yeah. Of how you're on it. Yeah. So I think a lot of like the uh, the simplest ones that do are like reaction time tests or some like basic cognitive measures. But something um, that if if you're just a regular user of Nutribox. Right. Um, you can feel it, but that's kind of a vague thing exactly. to give people from uh, feedback. Right. So is there something that you can do? That's yeah. So I think there's like just different cognitive batteries, like like basically computer tests that are based on like clinical trials that people do in like labs. So like there's uh, things that like, so like it's it, interesting. So like there's a notion called inspection time. And inspection time is how fast you recognize you've seen something before. And like a lot of uh, psych cognitive psychology sort of has a theory that, okay, the faster you can recognize you've seen it before, that's like a base signal of learning, right? The more you can recognize about that you've seen it before, you, you recognize, you learn, and you can learn faster potentially if you're just like inspecting things and, and realizing them faster. Yeah. So you can measure those pretty easily, right? It's like very hard to measure like, oh, I'm smarter than you or you're smarter than me, right? It's just like this like amorphous thing, but like you can measure these baseline cog cognitive baselines. And that's like part of like what our clinical trials are, are investigating. Um, I think there's other like things that are interesting to measure, like uh, BDNF levels, like brain derived neurotrophic factor, like things that accelerate neuron growth. But these are just like pretty specific like blood draws that you need like a doctor to like, or like even like pull like fluid from your from your spine, which is like just pretty like gnarly stuff that's that like intense. not necessarily like 
you'd want to play with on a, on a casual basis. Right. But like they've done like rap models and trials where they like literally chop rap brains up to just compare before and after um, to start like yeah getting that quantified data. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, I think in terms of like, what, what, yeah, what do you do in terms of like optimizing your own productivity? Like, what, what things have passed your personal snuff test? What things are like you'd like to try but haven't, you know, found time to try? I think routine has a lot to do with it. Okay. Um, like stuff like nootropics, which I, mean, I, I take it right. more. It's like ten percent. I don't. I'm totally guessing on the percentages, right. but it's like ten percent, twenty percent. It's it's like it's enhancement. Right. Whereas. Um, ba- like getting in a routine, for example, where I batch all like let's say emails and all like all the so I do all the tweets from part time, but or schedule them from Buffer. So instead right. of continuously throughout the day adding stuff here and there, more spending like two, three, or however long in the morning. Um, let's say and try like let's say before one p.m. to to not look at it again right. for the day. So then I have like a big stretch of time to focus on on other stuff. So of minimizing the switching costs and batching things together um i hate saying this but waking up early helps because i'm totally a night person if i yeah. want to get something done i'll like start working on it like it, like something harder done i'll start working on it like at 6 p.m so i can have like until four in the morning to work on it kind of thing um but i do need to wake up at 7 a.m every day because i need to send the email at 7 30 and ryan and i Kind of finalized thing, so I base my alarm clock is basically Ooh. slacking Ryan at seven o five awake, or like kind of like or um ready to send or something something like to, that represents that we're both awake. Right. Um. So, but that helps a lot, kind of waking up early then um, at a set time, because without that, without needing to send the email at seven thirty, I probably would wake up like at nine or ten or, right. or yeah. So you wake up. Do you like do a workout after, or what do you do right in the morning? It, I, I you just start working. Yeah. Oh, wow. I go in the office after like the morning rush, okay. like the big, busiest time right. by far. So, um, yeah, yeah, usually but... for me, I uh, I wake up like around there and then I'll do like a tall glass of water, some Nutribox, and then do a workout. I think that helps me a lot, just that rhythm. So, just... what would you recommend actually doing? Because um, stuff that say you, one can do within one's room as opposed to like, <laughs> going, going to the gym. gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in doing in, in one's room, I think like just like long cardio is good either so i think long cardio is good and just like very very heavy lifts um long cardio because you want to start depleting like your glycogen stores and just uh so in the morning particularly yeah okay. so just got sort of kick like gets your endorphins going but also heavy lifts are important because that stimulates like human growth hormone uh like for men testosterone because you're like heavy lifting i think so, so you're getting sort of the best benefits of just like kickstarting your day off strong. And I think it's also in terms of routine, right? Like if you schedule like your workouts in the afternoon or, or at night, you have a birthday party, you have like that a has work meeting, right? You just, you just can't get the rhythm down. So I think stacking in the morning, uh, you, you can, yeah, I think routine is, is an important thing. Like figure out the routine that, that works and like yeah. match up things I think is, is efficient. Yeah. What do you think of Soylent? Um, Soylent? is uh yeah i think it's like a great replacement for like potentially a sh- like a shitty meal like it's like it's pretty convenient um and it's easy to grab we, we have some sweat in the office um yeah i'm curious like you know rob reinhardt and and all like folks over there are my, are my friends so um I mean, i'm curious to see where they go in terms of potentially like varying like their macronutrient blend right because like a lot of our community um, 
care about I'm sure like of, of ketogenic diets which is like trying to minimize carbs and elevate fats and having moderate protein um, that's different than the thing I'm such a newbie to say yeah. <laughs> it's different than the thing that you have to like wait 24 hours plus for it to kick in well the what what, what have you just said it was the you know do you need to like wait 24 hours like of fasting before it oh yeah this is the you start ketones ketones yeah yeah so um a big part of ketogenic diets is to start elevating your ketone levels so to, to zoom back a little bit so our bodies either use glucose or sugars as like our main metabolic substrate to like fuel the mitochondria like our to yeah. get atp or you can, there's like a turbocharge mode which is sort of like built for survival where our bodies use fat and then that can convert into ketones and using that as a fuel source. Yeah. So if you're eating a lot of carbs, then your body has like a plenty of supply of like using glucose. And that's a part of like intermittent fasting or eating like I've, re- I've recently done, uh, started doing that. Okay. Like, I want to do much more of it. That seems yeah. much more doable than what you put yourself through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think fasting is like a very, very good first step. Because I think when it's free, it's like just personally just based on your willpower and discipline. Um, and I, I think it's like the results are like just pretty cool. It's like it's something that's pretty sustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your what's your routine for intermittent fast? Are you doing like? Um, tw- just I don't really eat breakfast anyway. Okay. And I tend to sometimes forget to eat at night. So okay. it's more of getting a good base, like you know, in the uh, before six or seven okay. or eight, and then just not eating until maybe one or two p.m. Um, yeah, just so you have a kind of tight fast feeding window then. You're, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like almost my regular eating habits, but being strict not to break it where yeah. I would have easily done so for something little, right? Um, at night or something. Yeah, so just having being more aware of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's you know I I think that's that's a cool f- like feeding window because I know like a lot of our people in our company will have either one meal a day or like what i do personally it's like a 36 hour fast i'm I'm doing that right now so i haven't eaten anything today Mm. i won't eat anything until wednesday morning um how do you go without food for seven days yeah so we did we just did a seven day 160 hour fast um so i've done like three day fast in the past um and it was like the first time i did was like pretty hard but it was like the same level of hardness of like me even doing that first 36 hour fast because like i think we're so used to having like we we struggle so much of our day around eating. For like we're not eating, it's like it's, it's like weird. Yeah. So I remember during that seven day fast, the big thing that I realized was that I don't need to think about like eating, and I have like so much time to like think about like uh, working or, or just like reading or, or whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I guess like it's it's still it's always hard to like break through like the first i would say 24 36 hours because that's when your body switches from glycolysis using glucose to fats because our bodies only store around 20 to 24 hours of glucose in our liver so it's always a little bit hard to transition to a fat burning mode or a ketotic state uh but once you're there and then uh, by day like two or three like you don't get more hungry you just kind of stabilize out and you're kind of like very clear. Uh, like it's like a very interesting mental state where your mind is very clear. Your body feels a little bit weak because you don't have like any sugar to like do big burst activities. Yeah. But your mind is very clear, and like you're not really like hungry anymore. So it's like this weird, interesting like I need to get to that fasted at some point. state where it's like very zen, 
like clear like you're productive like the idea of food is like very very attractive but you're not like hungry um yeah it's like an interesting it's 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 like what i imagine like reading about these like silent retreats like these seven day don't talk things like i imagine like a very like similar like level of just like huh this is like an interesting part of the human experience that like never really accessed before you should try i mean i think first start (laughs) trying doing like a 36 hour fast i think that's like a pretty that sounds somewhat doable. It's, it's very doable. Right? I think it's yeah. very doable. After doing a seven-day fast, <laughs> you give me I know confidence. Zill was like doing like, he, he was eating like once a day. He did three-day fast just like um, without ever doing like anything longer than that before. Yeah. It's, it's doable. You will put Uber Eats out of business. <laughs> hey, I mean, I think if Google made free food a thing, I want to make no food a thing at companies. <laughs> that's our goal. Like, just I, I think, like, yeah, like, I think that's a contributing factor of why we're all uh, getting obese and all of that. Yeah, for sure. I like it more for the productivity factor, productivity, and then the weight loss. Yeah, but then at some point you don't have to worry about weight loss. So you want right. to just basic productivity. Yeah, and I think it's also interesting in terms of like elevating certain. So we got into fasting because there was interesting things it does to your different like hormones in your body so if you actually look at the data by day three of a strict fast your human growth hormone actually spikes human growth hormone is obviously very good for like muscle building and just general um i mean that's why like olympic athletes like take hgh externally but like that's obviously like a lot riskier than having your body naturally produce it can you productize fasting somehow uh, I mean, I think so I think the you, fasting app is interesting that Kevin Rose launched, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But I think there's almost something nice and pure about um, not trying to like make money off of something that doesn't necessarily need to be made we money. We charge of. you money for not eating, <laughs> right? So I guess you, you could imagine doing some like coaching protocols, but I think we like the the way I think about it is that you know. Nike is obviously something that I like. We 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 look at a lot, and they have like the fat, the running clubs that you can go to their stores and like go take a five k with them, and they aren't charging for it. It's just like yeah. part of like the community building. So I look at fasting as community building and just like just putting good karma into the world. Where like we believe that this is like a very cheap and like doable intervention for most people that could really help a lot of people's like productivity and also like their baseline health, and um we think that like long term that like that kind of like being good to the world is going to come back for people like being loyal to our different products and, and yeah. whatnot so and especially from the community building i mean uh, i yeah. clearly come from a mentality that believes that's a very strong thing for companies and that's a very like not many companies can have that option it's, it's right. a really interesting option of building of community building yeah so yeah we have thousands of people fasting about this i know like for your product hunt like meetups like tons of people show up to these things yeah we want to do a lot more of them we're gonna we're trying to double the amount of not just the ones that we're putting those are like kind of more big events but there's dozens happening all over the world that we support um um like sending them swag or you know tweeting out or retweeting them much easier to retweet people than to tweet (laughs) about them because they're not but we want to double what we're doing um yeah so that's that's gonna be much bigger hopefully in 2017 yeah yeah what yeah what is it like i mean obviously you know feel free to share what what's you know publicly available here but like what is it like 
joining, you know, or I guess being acquired by AngelList and like kind of seeing your one of your old <laughs> mentors or like being now your your, your boss. Um, uh, much nicer office. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, work wise, it's very much the same. The same brand, completely autonomous. Um, right. We or we're, we're think we're kind of having like more specific OKRs and and kind of going into how they're running things, which I think is more effective. But in terms of day-to-day, it's, I mean, a lot of the team's remote, so it's really the same, except for the team in SF that's now we're working from their office. Right. So, like, on Thursdays, there's, mas- there's massages. Um, <laughs> that, that's nice. It's, like, little things like that. That's, like, you know, the grand scheme things don't cost the company much money. Right. But it's, like, little things like that that are nice. It's a super nice perk. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And, then and it's I... really cool working with really interesting people. Like, you know, so... Uh, well, I'm not used to work. I'm like within eyesight of Naval, which I'm definitely not used to right. yet. Still kind of nervous around him. <laughs> but then, like Parker, who's you know like startup build Jackson. Okay. So, like, with him, it's like <laughs> um, that's someone that I was, like you know he said like meeting people and stuff. So like yeah. uh, that's someone I reached out to, like six months. Like fine, let's meet in person. So it was like I'm like so thankful to fit for him to take. And I was like for, for him to take the time, and it was super insightful and very helpful. And now it's like. Hey, my coworker. So right. it's, it's little things like that that I really, um, really appreciate working around very, very smart people. Yeah, no, I think it's funny. I remember seeing your your little Twitter video of Startup Old Jackson, who's like one of the, I don't know, he's like some, I guess like a character parody account of Sam L. Jackson tweeting about Silicon Valley stuff. But he like followed you and you were like... Because <laughs> that was my New Year's resolution for 2016. And the entire time... Parker did follow me from his personal account, right. but he wouldn't do it from the from the big account. And, uh, <laughs> and then, like both of us had a little drinks at the holiday party, and I'm like, "You, you gotta follow." It's like December; it's coming up. Like my New Year's resolution, like the the time limit. Um, it's been like a year since, I, like I said, I wanted to follow me. Yeah. Uh, so then he's like, "Just take my phone. Just do it. Take my phone." So then I I made good use of it and recorded the moment. Yeah, no, that's cool to actually hit your goals, right? Like, that's definitely satisfying. I I know, like, most people, like, never get their goals done. So, like, good props to you. Just like, all right, a few days left. How do I make this happen? Get acquired by AngelList. (laughs) Get him drunk at the party and take his phone. Master plan coming together. Yeah, any any other, like, just broad sort of proactivity or just, like, insights into, like, people that might be wanting to break an attack or... um, Cause I, yeah, because I think it's like you've seen a. It's actually interesting. I mean, I I, I knew a little bit about your story, but it's like kind of cool to see like, like how adaptable you've been around just like plugging. I'm so in, glad Chris introduced in. us too, because it's like it's it's a product that I've been using, and I was like, hmm, we should like. I think I reached out to him because you guys launched something. Like, hey, right. do you want to get do you want to get them on product? And he's like, yes, let let me introduce you to the CEO Jeff. Oh, nice. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that worked out well. Yeah. As far as tips, um, like offering, I mean, I guess I just demonstrated it's right. like offering value and um, without ask, offering value and not expecting or or definitely not asking but not even expecting anything in return. Right. So with that example, for example, I wanted to help you guys with because it would have been end up end up on product anyway anyway, but doing it like from like from Chris posting it for example and like me helping with the post, it just optimizes it. So it's. Yeah helping you with the launch in like in other launches sense right so then i didn't ask him hey can you introduce me to, to jeff or like hey can you help can i can i help you with the so just offering right. value to people and and if you don't have if you think you don't have value to offer then there's you do you just need to like think of how 
like the, I didn't know like the, the blog post stuff I didn't know when I reached out to them I was gonna do some like like cleaning up data like like yeah for the for the data set but it was like it ended up being more of a content um, yeah yeah so it's figuring out how you can help people and intros are a very effective way of doing that because you don't actually have to do much as po- except for finding relevant matches and right. putting together an email right so, yeah no, I like that like building up value from fundamentals right because I think a lot of people think oh I need to have like some awesome like you put it up in a pedestal right and you're like just grind it up from like basics and yeah. like that's where you get the snowball effect and now you have like a awesome network then you have more and more leverage to help more and more people and it just snowballs from there yeah. with Mirka too that's like the way I reached out to them was I wrote a post of how of cool use cases that people were using Meerkat and right. then sent the finished draft to Ben, I called emailed them like the CEO, hey, I put this, well, I mean, I DM'd them before, but it was like, we every, literally everyone in the world was like, not literally, but everyone, a lot of people were trying to reach out to him at the time. So that, it took, it needed to be something good to really break through the noise of people trying to reach him at that yeah. time. And then my offer was not, hey, do you want to meet for coffee? Hey, uh, you guys could use some help, I assume, for Twitter. I'll, I'll do any. I mean, don't even worry about money or and just let me just like, get I'll through run this. Your and, account. Yeah, so it was, it started as simple as running the account and then putting together the same exactly the same type of medium post that I just did, but for South by Southwest, which was coming up in like two days. Right. Which is actually coming up this year too. Yeah. I'm excited. But um, and that's when they really took off. So it was. We never actually even got to do the post because it became too crazy and Periscope kind <laughs> right. of cut off access, to, which was like a big news story. So it was like more of a war mode for the next few days. Right. Um, but it, it got me involved in, in the team. So it's in in my, it was literally to put together medium posts and not right. tweeting. So Yeah, no, I think that's like one thing I actually want to dive a little bit more into. Like you've really made like Twitter like of art form of like actually building like really building out a persona for these social accounts, which oftentimes are like the storefront for e-commerce or just internet-based companies. Yeah. Look um, at what Slack is doing. Slack, I mean, I mean or Product Hunt, I guess, but I yeah. think to, there's a certain art to like talking to, as a brand, and there's definitely a lot of trial and error that I've, I would not have done today kind of thing. Not like a bad thing, just like... Like, it, things come like, out, like things would you come... try that like just totally flopped? It's more like how you come off. So it's like you don't want to come off as like you're trying too hard and and you don't it and there's a thing of like, you know, brands think trying to talk like people and people trying to talk to their brands. Right. And that is true and I'm not even saying don't do that, but it's more of how you come off doing it. So I think just look at what Slack is doing, they're like masters of it, like just the tone of everything and they're talking from and, and it's more impressive because they're doing it as like a team, all talking in the exact same voice. It's supposed to be me talking in the partial voice. Right. Um, so yeah I mean you don't want to like talk too much like a person but you want to be uh, in a fund and, and not definitely not corporate which I don't think anyone would do necessarily from Twitter right. at least startups would not do that right but yeah and then highlighting as far as community building it's like it's different with the product because it's more for the purpose of driving a lot of it is for the purpose of driving traffic to the to site the and site, then yeah. and then another part is more being kind of um narrating what's going on in tech in a funny way or right. in especially highlighting users products so it's like if someone's saying hey i launched my product i just launched my first product like of course i'll read you i don't care the product can be complete shit but it's like no it's about him launching his first product that's the tweet not 
what he's actually linking to. Right. Um, and like if you send people shirts, like we have a little thing that that's, says add us on Snapchat with like a funny logo and then tweet us your picture. And right. when they tweet it, I retweet them. So it's like every day you see kind of a, a tweet or two of like cool kind of swag that we send, uh, send to people. Cool. So like just a little bit of like just like get, the, get people to engage with the channel by like little small giveaways. Yeah. Get people to like... Small giveaways are really interesting. So it's like you could ask them to do something. Here, okay, so I'm meeting, I'm meeting with a guy from Dubai in about an hour that he sent me a brand new Galaxy <laughs> Galaxy phone. And finally, like, I let him do it because I'm like, okay, I, we can try this. Now there's a reason for you to get to send it to me because I'll actually do this for the party, which right. we didn't even do. Anyway, the thing is, you you, me- you can actually do this. Well, it's not going to be on them, but it's really simple. You, you message at cheese, like at C-H-E-E-Z-E on Twitter or DM or uh, on Messenger, any cat emoji. And when, when the phone is on, it'll send you a live picture from the phone. So it's a cool concept as it is, and I do it. Some people trigger it. I, I can hear the camera going off, you know. I, mm. I tell people on our Snapchat to do it on Twitter. Um, so it's effective. But then the moment I turn it into a slight giveaway, like I'm going to have this on forever long, if there's a shirt and it's like facing a, like a Golden Kitty like, uh, like statue that we had for the Golden Kitty Awards, right. like one, we had one leftover. Um, so it's a cool picture anyway. But if there's a shirt in the picture, like, and I put a shirt in for like 20 seconds, you know, so many like every every everyone's second. trying everyone's yeah. trying to get it so that so there's six people won shirts in the 30 seconds that i had i had it on there oh shit so and yeah so little things like, like what it costs is very minimal but it gets engagement like way up so yeah. yeah that's cool i mean i think those are all just like little i guess like tips of the trade that like you don't really you can't really predict right like i don't think anyone expects like hey this shirt like video live thing like yeah would, would get so much engagement cool i want to give you the last word here i mean well, before that like what are the exciting things that you're looking for in 2017 i mean it's february end of february 10 months full year ahead of us what, what are some of the most interesting mm. things you're looking forward to in terms of product hunt or, or just like product hunt personally um it's kind of intermingled intermingled yeah so yeah. in terms of product hunt um, if you're a student and you're launching something, email me at niv at Okay. I will help you launch personally. I want to get a lot more students on product. And that's like something I've, I've that's going to be a big focus of mine going forward. And for example, like we did an email, um, one of the newsletters last week that essentially said the same thing. Like if you're a student, email me. And then I put, instead of the hello at product.com, I put my personal email and Ryan's like, no, what are you doing? Are you crazy? No, I want them to, re- and then I help like ten different kind of students reach out to me. That's at awesome. Launch and it's, and I, w- I want to help more students. I feel like it's it's um, it doesn't again. It doesn't matter what the product is. It's um, it getting them through that, and it's, it's often to I me mean, their first one. It's gonna get a good kind of baseline for them to for new launches and to continue making yeah. stuff and or joining some. But it's it's I think important. It's very formative kind of time. That's and, awesome. That's awesome that you're volunteering time. Cause I know like. Once you get that first product out there, you realize it's like not, yeah. oh, I know how to do this. It's not like this crazy yeah. thing. I can do it. Yeah. And if you are kind of familiar with product hunt, you, if you just related what you just yeah. said, people often try to get like someone high profile to hunt them or right. like, just hunt it yourself. It's more about like, like, well, if it's good, it's going to take off. It doesn't really matter who hunts you. So like if, and if you need access to comment, like let me know again, like, at Niveau on Twitter, NIV0, uh, NIV000, <laughs> or just Google me. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get you access. So it's, yeah, 
Help, let, let me help you launch your product. Yeah, no, we have 100 plus college ambassadors for GoCube. So That's we, what we want. We... Okay, I need to talk to you about that because okay. I'm, I'm going to set up something similar going forward. And okay. I feel like I can learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gavin runs our college ambassadors. Yeah, we have like 100, and Zill's involved with it too, like 100 plus folks in you know colleges all across America from like what, like Maine State University to like UCLA. It's, yeah. it's awesome. And what do they do? Um, so they have... It's interesting. So we actually learned from different like yik yak playbooks around how they like grew their their followings on college campuses. So there's like some challenges, some like of basically building up awareness and like you get some points and, and whatnot to uh, promote you, the brand. Do you and, send them free? And then you get some swag all, and all all of that stuff. Cool. And then you, like the more you know more missions you accomplish, like the more like the more swag that you get. So we gamify a little bit, but it's also like you know the more involved you are with like you know adding value to the company and promoting our brand like the more that we want to like help you like grow as like an operator and entrepreneur a, a little bit like you're the campus ceo for you know arizona state it's a cool yeah it's yeah. cool interesting I, yeah so we could definitely chat about that um yeah so yeah okay so it sounds like product hunt niv specifically wants to help all college new budding product Every, every, every student project should be on product hunt. Yeah. And the idea of being maybe not, how about, maybe not even students, because I know we have older listeners as well. I'm sure they're probably like hacking on their own. Oh, no, 100%, 100%. So, uh, yeah. Especially students, but anyone that So you want. don't have to be a student to reach out to me. If yeah. you're listening to this, the fact that you listened, to, you made it this far <laughs> means I will help you no matter what. <laughs> so. We have that on record. So it was going to help you, you know, get a, get a big launch. Yeah, and then from a personal kind of uh, unrelated product hunt, I've been reading a lot about uh, AI recently and not not so much from like the technical standpoint of like learning about um, deep learning and that kind right. of stuff. That's kind of over my head. Um, but more about the um, what's going to happen when it takes off or I guess if you take a step back, is it possible to reach super intelligence? If it right. is, like how f- when is it going to happen? And, and once reached like human, uh, human level, uh, general AI, is it gonna, how fast is it going to be until it becomes like smarter than every, the entire world combined so it's like stuff like that is i think is almost inevitable and just feel almost like scared to think about but right. it's something we need, do need to think about yeah so nootropic, like food for thought right? tropics is a part of it it, it, it enhances not so much from like a from the enhancement standpoint to get to that point it's mentioned in a few of the books yeah no i think it's funny i i kind of kid that like hey we're arming humans against the ai takeover <laughs> Like let's let's hold them off for as long as we can by like enhancing ourselves. And I think that's like, it's an important way to think about it, right? Because we have some of the smartest people in the world focusing on building smarter AI, smarter robots, exploring space. But we should have more smart people like focusing on like making the fabric of who we are better. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think this is definitely. I mean, super intelligence and like enhancing how humans will fit into that new world is definitely going to be like probably one of like the interesting problems that our generation will have to face yeah so we'll leave that it that I mean, it doesn't look deep that food right. for yeah no because if you think of, like seriously if you think of it we don't think of much of ants like ants are for like or even we're very we're closer to i've read that we're closer in terms of our dna to chimps than chimps are to apes okay yeah and look how much down we think of chimps as right. far as like the intelligence order right so there's no reason why the ai isn't going to look at us that way yeah, and they'd be like, we don't care. Like, we don't care about stepping on ants because we don't think about them. Yeah, like we try to avoid it, but then if they get in our way, it's like, 
not even like, yeah like, they're just like they're barely sentient whatever so, yeah <laughs> food for thought for for uh next episode so if you have any questions for niv here um yeah she don't know i mean i think he's one of the most available like he, he, you know open people to just engage with so i'm sure he's happy to follow up with any questions around his background his story around uh becoming where he is today um until next time you can catch us on google play at the apple itunes store youtube and soundcloud uh peace thanks niv thank you